very good morning to you. Welcome on into Trending Topics. And Joshua Burns is opposite me uh, this morning. Joshua, morning to you. Tech companies are agreeing a new accord to limit the impact of AI deep fakes. What are they? Yeah, this is some good news, Keith. Well, the deep fakes are basically, basically technology, AI technology that can take an image and maybe a voice of a person and make it out that they're saying something that they're not. So it could be, you know, Keith Finnegan says this and this and this uh, when, you know, you didn't say anything at all. And it could be a really convincing video. Um, so obviously in a year where all over the world there's tons of elections happening, uh, it's very important that big companies limit, um, you know, this type of, I suppose, behaviour on the internet happening um, because obviously we know disinformation is rampant at the best of times. But, but that, that's total misrepresentation then of the person in question. Mm-hmm. And there there will have to be laws in place that does prevent this kind of behaviour. But uh, as we know, it is harder to implement these kind of things on the internet than uh, it should be. Um, so, yeah... Uh, like 2024 is a year that's going to bring more elections to people than, you know, any before. Ever before, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there's there's people voting all over the world uh, with the Europeans and then here we have the locals um, and, you know, it's Referendum really and perhaps a general election as well. Absolutely. And then uh, across in the States as well, um, where this kind of behaviour would be rampant. You know, I've seen deep fakes of Joe Biden saying all sorts of things. Yeah. And... Um, you know, it, I suppose it, it, it's really important that uh, I suppose that people are aware of it because you can detect it. Now, it can be convincing at first, but if you do look into something, you know, you'd be able to detect whether mm. it's AI or not. So, I would uh, my my advice to people uh, throughout the the locals, the referenda, uh, possibly a general this year. You know, just um, to kind of look out with what kind of content you're consuming. But it's not up to the big tech companies to ensure that whatever they're allowing on their platform and that it is representative of the person themselves rather than this uh, deep fake. Yeah, I agree with you. There is a duty there to, you know, uh, I suppose, uphold the integrity. Misrepresentation, yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. There's there's a duty there to uphold the integrity. Um, And unfortunately... I suppose I don't think the tech companies are in a place really to implement, um, you know, laws that are going to stop people from doing this right now. But it will be something we will have to see. But and again, correct me if I'm wrong. But if if AI can create this, surely AI can also prevent it. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I'd probably agree with you there. The the solution has to be um, getting, getting some sort of AI to. Uh, like that maybe detect um, like AI will be the best at detecting Mm. AI content so yeah you're right Uh, Speaking of AI um, Joshua Byrne Singapore is to invest big in AI what's new about that? Yeah so this shows uh, I I suppose how seriously uh, Singapore are coming into the the AI race now so we're going to see uh, just under $750 million um, put into artificial intelligence over the next five years. And this was announced in Singapore's 2024 budget. Um, so I suppose it just shows, you know, Singapore would be um, would be a nation that uh, are quite involved in any sort of tech- technological races. 
so the fact that they're taking uh, AI this seriously um, to boost the country's AI capabilities is definitely telling. Yeah, so this, uh, this initiative was announced by uh, Minister Lawrence Wong, who is the Deputy Prime Minister and also the Minister for Finance uh, in Singapore. So they're going to be working with leading companies uh, within Singapore and around the world to set up AI centres of excellence uh, that's going to spur innovation. Um, so I suppose it will be uh, teaching people how to use AI. And I've seen an interesting statistic there recently that uh, within Singapore, a third of their workers are uh, not in the right position to be able to make use of AI in their work, uh, which is something I, I wonder what Ireland's figures would be like because, you know, in all sorts of tech companies in Ireland at the moment, you, you're going to have to, if you're working in tech, you're going to have to you know, kind of get with AI mm, mm, mm. Uh, and know how to make use of it within your work. Changing away from AI altogether, we're going to add TikTok and the Biden campaign launches their official TikTok. Yeah, last week we talked about uh, the uh, Indonesian uh, presidential election mm. and how they're using TikTok as a battleground. So this is an interesting one, especially because we know the US has had such a problem with TikTok, you know, uh, under Trump. They, uh, they, you know, Trump really pushed for a ban, uh, and it, the Biden administration also has, uh, you know, had its own problems with TikTok. Yet they launched it. Um, yeah, and they launched it uh, during the Lunar New Year celebrations in China and the Super Bowl in the US. So it's an interesting time to launch it. It's kind of like they want the TikTok account to kind of go under the radar for now, um, mm. you know. But uh, obviously, you know, it was still uh, it was still uh, seen that they had launched their campaign there. It's interesting, you know. It's uh, obviously we, we know twenty twenty four. It's going to be Trump Biden again that are going to go head to head. Uh, and I wonder will TikTok be used as a battleground now for uh, for Donald Trump and and, and Joe Biden? Um, you know, uh, like the uh, app is essential to younger people getting their news. Yeah. Uh, people of the voting age in the US, uh, according to research just late last year, uh, about a third of 18 to 29 year olds in the US say they regularly get their news on TikTok and nowhere else. Wow. I'm not living at all, uh, Joshua, at all. Just not living at all. So uh, we wish uh, TikTok well with that Biden campaign from there. Um, we were looking there at our startup harnessing the power of augmented reality tech. You've spoken about this before. And reality tech and augmented reality tech is a thing of the future. Yeah, so this is a startup uh, in Dublin at the moment. This is a really interesting one because... So it's called Invazar. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Mm -hmm. um, but... They started in 2021 and they've come a long way already. Uh, so what they do is augmented reality is basically if you go to a museum or anything like that and they play you a video, um, you know, uh, that's maybe 3D and kind of an immersive experience, uh, that's augmented reality. So um, obviously with VR and everything like that, like we looked at the Apple Vision Pro last week. Mm. Um, this is something that um, kind of maybe um, historical sites um, 
and heritage work. Uh, would bring them would, back to into reality then again. Mm, so yeah. it, they, they would be making use of this. And you, you see it with, um, there is that, uh, there's that walk in Hedford, um, close to home, um, that uh, talks you through the lace making that's um, right, yeah. You know, yeah. the th- thing, project, things like yeah. that. that. That's augmented reality. Wow. Um, so uh, this company has already, they have um, they have launched work in Sligo, Limerick, uh, with, you know, kind of heritage work and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, this, this startup is uh, definitely one to keep an eye on. And something that I think any kind of innovators out there and creators can really take advantage of, because this is something that will bring history to life even more. Uh, and it's something I think is really important. And, you know, a lot of the time we talk about negative impacts of technology, but this is definitely a positive. Mm. Joshua, thanks for joining us. It's fascinating stuff. And to be honest, when you see from where we've come in a very short period of time to where we are talking about augmented reality, it just shows how fast, and, and AI... I mean, this time two years ago, AI was spoken about over there. It's mm-hmm. now very much part of life. Yeah. So this is coming down the track at an awful speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and l- like I said earlier, it's just, uh, especially for people who maybe haven't come across a whole lot of AI content yet, I would expect to see uh, more and more popping up. So just be wary. Joshua Byrne, thank you for joining us uh, today with Trending Topics. <laughs> My fault altogether. What did I do there? Stop it and start it again. So I will. That's all my fault. I was just wondering if John Morley was going to run in the door, which he did run in the door straight away, didn't he? Good health naturally with Evergreen Health Foods. Kickstart your health journey with Evergreen Health Foods. With eight Galway-based stores, a healthier you is just around the corner. And Helen joins me from Evergreen this morning. Did you ever see Anthony running as fast? No, you're like he's a bit of a legend now. Yeah, I was very I was, impressed. I was talking to you, you see, unfortunately, and that's Jeff made to be I, in three steps. <laughs> <laughs> only, only he would know from there. Listen, we have a good few questions in, and um, would a vitamin B complex supplement help with my chronic fatigue, or is there something better that I should be taking? Yeah, like the B complex, especially those B vitamins are so important for energy and fatigue and they're two main symptoms with chronic fatigue. Um, I'm a big fan of B vitamins anyway. Um, so your mental health, physical health, physiological health um, and no B vitamins are, are the same. So make sure you get a good quality B vitamin, one that has methylated coenzymes. We can give you some advice um, and they're the ones that absorb the best because there when you have chronic fatigue... You could be out of sorts because like, it affects your muscles and it affects your sleep and that might affect your digestion. Yeah. Um, and definitely for a bit of a boost and to help maybe support all your systems, um, magnesium, again, um, magnesium malate. So magnesium malate is a particular one that works on muscle function and it literally works on like low energy and fatigue as well. Um, and it works on those energy cycles in the body. Mm. So that combination um, mind the diet a little bit, but the B vitamins and the um, magnesium together are a nice little combination. They work well together. They feed off one another, and that could be a good kind of start. All right, uh, I have porridge for breakfast. This caller said, um, but I can't eat uh, oats now. Is there a nice alternative in Evergreen? But if she's having porridge, or she's he's having porridge, and they can't eat oats now, that's a total change of life. It's people love the porridge, and we were out as one brand in particular from the Midlands, and we're out of them for ages, um, and now they're back in stock and. 
you realise how people love a nice breakfast and they love a nice quality porridge. Mm. Um, we get a bit of it and sometimes people, if you're gluten-free, you can have porridge and you can have oat flakes and their oat flakes are a good nutritional support. Those yeah. beta-glucans for your immune, for balancing blood sugars, for energy cardiovascular. So it's a, it's a pity, but it might just be for short term. So what we do have is um, your brown rice flakes and your millet flakes and your quinoa flakes and your buckwheat flakes and they're all lovely. Uh, it's just a different maybe texture or just to get, say, psychologically get over the hump of not having par- uh, the oats for your porridge. Mm. You cook them the same way. They cook really quickly. You add your flaxseed to it or your fruit or your berries or whatever you want to do. Um, and they'll give you loads of nutrients, loads of minerals, fibre, your B vitamins, your manganese, your phosphorus, all those nice minerals. What way do you like your porridge? See, I have porridge. I do it the night beforehand. I do pre-soaked oats. You put it in the oh, yeah, that's fridge with a, bit of, with a bit of chia. Yeah. Or I'll throw chia, it into chia. So your chia seeds. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I see, I, and they I, form nice kind of a, like a like a gel, yeah. and they're loads of magnesium, and it's just a bit different. You know, in the mornings when it's dark, you want to be able to just go in the morning, eyes closed into, into the kitchen, open the fridge, and it's there. Um, or I put it into a smoothie. I'll just blitz them into the smoothie. But definitely, I need to add. I need. To, I need to add bits to it. So I always um, cooked porridge for years and years and years. But about six months ago, we started doing the soaked yeah. um, porridge. But I put the, we put the um, fruit into it. So I put. And uh, the pear, the plum, loaded with fruit yeah. as well. And then in the morning time, it's cold and coming out of the fridge. But in the morning time, big bowls now. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't, I, I don't want to, but uh, And then give it 25 seconds in the microwave, takes the cold out of oh, it. Oh, of course. And it's so and it's, easy. Uh, but then I don't need to eat until lunchtime. I love prepping the night before, whether it's my lunches or my breakfast or getting all my clothes ready. It just is a nice sense. I can go get up in the morning and... Whatever goes with it, whatever goes wrong or goes right in the morning, my breakfast is ready. I'm ready to go and hit the road. Like, all right. So, if I want to go for the alternative then uh, to porridge, what are you? You have just- your brown rice flakes. Probably the most popular would be millet. Millet's nice, nice bit of protein in there. Um, but we have your millet, uh, brown rice, quinoa, um, all different budgets, and even mix a couple of them or add some pops in there. You can get like pop rice, but there's loads of options. It's just nice to kind of have something to look forward to in the and morning. It's nice to have something in the morning time, so it is. Anything safe to help um, with uh, constipation in children? Yeah, it can be pretty common, actually. Um, and it's just, it's basically where they don't kind of, the bowel doesn't move as frequent as they'd like. It, may, it might not be as soft. Um, and as long as it hasn't gone on for too long, what it can, we can do there is definitely diet advice. So we might put your, like you said before, with your porridge. Pears yeah. are great. Pears are a nice soft fibre um, and they really have to move the bowels as well. And they're, they're more, they like them more than the prunes. Mm. Uh, you might go for your porridge again, loads of water, hydration. Maybe look and see what the reason behind it was. Maybe are they, were they sick? Were they on antibiotics? Was it a change of diet? Were they on holidays? Maybe back to school? And look at that maybe and see. So what you can do there is make sure all those dietary suggestions are all adhered to and then flax seeds, grind them all up and pop them on your, on your yogurt or whatever. Or I love flax oil. And flaxseed oil takes the guesswork out of it. Um, a teaspoon from like, I think it's from four months or four kg. You can take a teaspoon, move it up to two teaspoons as they get a little bit older and maybe a tablespoon for an adult. And it's a bit of a laxative, but also has your omega-3s in it. So you get the omega-3s mm-hmm. as well. So I like the flaxseed oil. You can throw probiotics as well, depending if the history is there with um, antibiotics or whatever. But yeah, there's loads of options and it's pretty common. Again, if it lasts longer than a couple of weeks, make sure you go to your doctor or if you have other symptoms that you may kind of be a bit concerned about, uh, go to the doctor. All right, John, it must be the uh, weather as well, but um, because um, my eczema has flared up and is worse at night time. Anything good in evergreen for that? Oh yeah, like the cold, dry conditions, they just sap the natural moisture. Just, yeah. And it's now, like it's been building up, building up since like November. Um, and then what people then, what they'll do is you have to have a hot shower. 
because it's cold and mm-hmm. that's going to further zap the moisture. So what we would do there is there's loads of creams and there's like they'll say irritable skin balm or they'll say for dry skin or for kind of irritated skin, that kind of thing. Um, shea butter, coconut oil, they'll just moisturize um, and cool it all down. Um, and especially depending because it was just a bit of a thing on the arm, you use maybe an ointment, but if you have it on your back and your legs and that kind of jazz, you want something that goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the flax oil again internally, um, up your water, but the flax oil internally um, can really help moisturize. And we're coming towards the end of winter and we've been drying out for a while and the skin's been drying out and we probably maybe low on the omegas and not, not moving as much and the dye could be a bit different. So flax oil maybe and some nice ointments and moisturizers that will really help to cool it all down and moisturize for you. Um, I take magnesium for sleep. Can I take it during the day too? The scholar wants to know. Yeah, like people are coming in for the last couple of years and they're all mad about the uh, the magnesium for night. And it's one of the most important minerals, I would think, for your body to function optimally. It's involved in so many things and it's nice to stagger it out. So you would take two at night before you go to bed. I would take a magnesium bisglycinate. Um, but take one in the morning with your breakfast and especially if you had your B-complex as well. But your magnesium, what it will do is it just takes the edge off the day it's used as an electrolyte, it's used for cardiovascular, it's used for digestion. You won't, like, it won't go without. What do you, you mean take the edge off the day? So you know how if you have a day where you have a lot going on, you kind of, it can help maybe manage your stress response. Um, I just take one in the morning at my breakfast. I take other stuff as well. And I find I feel better. I feel think things maybe irritate me less. They, I manage myself better. Um, magnesium. And I yeah, yeah, a bit of magnesium, yeah. Good on you. Uh, so you can't, um, for sleep, you can, but take it during the day as oh, well. Of course, it's a really important mineral for everything. I'm on the fish oils currently. Are you on the fish oils, Keith? Yeah. Very good. But they repeat on me, so what do I do? Which, are you taking liquid or capsules? Liquid. So, um, I'm actually taking liquid now as well at the moment. I always take capsules, but I got some liquid. So make sure you take it with meals. So you have your breakfast, or if you find that breakfast is a bit sensitive, take it after dinner. Okay. And what you do is, because your enzymes that you produce around mealtime will digest those fats and metabolize them properly and kind of pass them through the digestive tract. It's, um, good, it's good for your head though, good for your Oh, you're, you're, cause again, you're, you mean 30% of your diet needs to be your omega-3s. At this time of year when the mood might be kind of flagging a bit or the dry skin is drying out, or you may find with dry eyes or dry skin or hormone balance or energy or cardiovascular, or everyone's going off getting their cholesterol checked. Yeah. So definitely, and if it's free, or go half the dose, say your dose is a teaspoon, go half for a while, see how that suits you, and then just build it up, if not go for capsule, but there's so many options. All right, Helen, thank you for joining us. Helen from Evergreen, and there's a Helen in every Evergreen too, so there is, and uh, we're back shortly, stay tuned. Good Health Naturally with Evergreen Health Foods. A world of natural health awaits at your local Evergreen Health store and online at evergreen.ie. Now, it isn't every day that we talk about being legally blonde, the musical, and a man joins us. But sure, there you go. John Morley, good morning to you. Hello, hello. Um, Castlebar Music and Dramatic Society presenting Legally Blonde, the musical. Is that your doggie in the poster? I'm allergic to dogs, Keith. <laughs> yeah, which, is, <laughs> which is a big problem when you're when you're going out with a dog woman as well, but we'll, we'll get over that. Yeah, there you go. But anyway, it's running from the 7th to the 9th of March and the TF Royal. A huge amount of work goes into this every year, doesn't it? An awful lot. It's it's up on nearly five nights and days a week at this stage. And what, are you, what are you playing this year? So I'm playing two sort of more minor roles. I'm playing the part of Aaron Schultz, who is a pompous Harvard student. And I'm also playing... That wouldn't suit you at all. No, it wouldn't. No, no. I'm, I'm very humble, unlike Aaron in, yeah, in, the, yeah. in the thing. Poor fella. And, yeah. And uh, the other part I'm playing is a guy called Carlos, 
who um, I'll, I'll, I'll probably leave a bit of him out. He's kind of a, a big part of the courtroom scene uh, because a friend of his is on the stand perjuring himself and uh, Carlos kind of... He intervenes. He intervenes in it and uh, yeah. makes a big song and a dance about it as well. So mm. they're, the, they're the two parts I'm playing in it. But it runs from the 7th uh, to the ninth. It's a short enough run there though, isn't it? But there's, a, there's, um, there's an extra one indeed on the Saturday as well. I yeah. love that relaxed, sensory, friendly performance at 2 o'clock on Saturday. It is, yeah. And I think the thing to say about this musical as well is it's a typical kind of late 90s, early noughties type of musical so the humour in it is electric it's not very PC so be ready to be offended if you are going to see it (laughs) be ready to be offended if you are going to see Legally Bond but it's a great laugh if you've seen the the Reese Witherspoon movie you'll have an idea of it this is a musical adaptation of that Uh, it was released around uh, 2007 on uh, Broadway in the West End and the songs are just absolutely electric Uh, Mm -hmm. there's some very famous songs in it you might know the likes of Ireland from it it's a party piece for a lot of people, including our very own Fiona Kevill there on reception. She sings, I think, as one of our party pieces. What's it called? Uh, Ireland is the name of it. Ireland. Uh, so one of the leading ladies in it is a hairdresser in the salon, and she dreams of meeting an Irish man and going to Ireland, and it's kind of, it gets a bit crazy from there, the song, but um, that's one of the big numbers in it. And the other songs, they're all just very upbeat, a lot of guitar in them, very modern, uh, nearly a bit pop-rocky, so uh, it's very accessible for all involved and the humour throughout the thing is just you'll be laughing from start to finish. Uh, tickets are very well priced so they are but if they want to get further details on this you have to go to uh, castlebarmds.com for further details if they want to get tickets. Yeah, that's the best thing to do. Uh, as you said there, it's on the Thursday to Saturday three nights um, at 8 o'clock each night doors will be at 7 and as you mentioned the, the relaxed sensory friendly one on the... Saturday at 2 o'clock and I think it's a very nice one now to, to be honest with you the show is not for, for kids really like kids are welcome but with a big advisory to it uh, that sensory one it might be good for people and service users or the likes of um, your um, autism groups or as I am I think are coming on one night and and, and different groups like yeah, that so it I mean, might be good that would have a sensory situation yeah. light or sound or sound or sound or yes so it'll be reduced like light sound and there's also in terms of people who might have uh, different um, non-visible disabilities there's other supports there as well so mm-hmm. that kind of a thing so it's very inclusive and is it true that your family have bought tickets for every night <laughs> I think my sister might be there every night but she goes to a lot of musicals anyways so so but every, passion. Is, every night is, is is quite a commitment. They really. That was only three nights. They must love you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and is it true? Um, is it true? There's a busload coming from Galway as well, from um, the bunch of grapes and Chinatons <laughs> and hard Kennedys. Out, hard to get them out of the bunch of grapes now. To be honest, yeah. so the busload. Doc has gone up. I take it, and a busload. <laughs> he's 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 going to play the disco on the way up on the bus. It's going to be great crack, I say, all together. I wish I was going to it now, actually. <laughs> I would just say it like that. Yeah. Listen, thanks for joining us uh, today. Um, just very quickly, Renmore, we're up in about... Yeah, we're in Renmore. Uh, venue week. to be announced. And we're looking for everyone to get involved. If you want to be involved in the Renmore show, just email comments at goibfm.e. Starting a bit of work on that now. And we'll be finalising it towards the end of the week. So do 
get in touch with us. We're looking for all people, for all the stories and the history and if there's characters in the area or you want to nominate someone, let us know. All right, and if you want to get further details, uh, you can ring John here on 091 770 I got a note from uh, Prunchy's Mohan. We just mentioned him earlier on uh, that I was stuck in traffic outside it yesterday, but uh, Mohan's Pharmacy, they're doing a free skin consultation uh, this coming Thursday, 22nd of February, and uh, it's free, and if you want to get further details on it, just call... Uh, Louise or Esther on the following number 0915249880 and you get to have a 15 minute maybe you should go for that as well after the, after the program all together <laughs> 15, <laughs> a 15 minute session so you do with a skincare expert and again it's all free of charge 524980 call Louise or Esther will I call them for you on I can do it to get rid of the bags under my eyes at the moment Keith um, there's just a few other um, OBs coming up uh, the Community Matters OBs just to mark them down in your diary if you have a pen handy after Renmore on the 1st of March, we're in Salt Hill, leading up to Paddy's Weekend on the 15th of March. After that, it's the 5th of April in Ballygar, the 19th of April in Clonbur, the 3rd of May in Clifton, the 17th of May in Portumna, and the 31st of May in Ballyban. That's just a little flavour of some of the upcoming Community Matters will be. So anyone from those areas, do email, ring in, and get involved in the programme. Just just go back very quickly on that again. On yeah. the, so you said Renmore is good, yeah. 1st of March, Renmore. Yeah. 15th of March, Salt Hill. Yeah. 5th of April, Ballygar. 19th of April, Clumber. 3rd of May, Clifton. 17th of May, Portumna. 31st of May, Ballyban. So be on your own from the 19th, so you will. Well, all, we'll have to see. Own, we'll have to see. <laughs> 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 all right, Jonathan, thanks for joining us. Legally Blonde, the musical, uh, 7th to the 9th of March, uh, 2024, at the uh, theatre in TF in uh, the Royal in um, Castlebar for further details, and castlebarmds.com if you want to get further details here. That's castlebarmds.com. And again, it's running on the 7th, 8th and 9th at 8pm, and uh, the relaxed, sensory-friendly performance indeed on Saturday the 9th of March at 2pm also. Uh, so if you want to get further details go and get tickets uh, from there and uh, now then let me head to a lovely young lady indeed who's made a huge impact I have to say on the music scene uh, down through the years her name is Ashley Malarkey and she's a native of County Mayo so she is and she splits her time uh, between two locations in Mayo and she's also studying so she is currently uh, in um, Dublin so she is but uh, just before coming on air this morning I caught up with her before she went into class for the day and she's a lovely piece of music indeed to uh, play us out later on as well uh, but let's just go to Ashley Malarkey and I did what I always do when I get involved in these I start by saying this a very good morning to you welcome into to today's programme with you until 12 midday Ashley Malarkey joins me now she's a singer-songwriter from uh, Ballina and Ennis Crone in County Mayo and she joins me on the line today Ashley good morning to you Good morning, Keith. How are you? Good, good to talk to you. Thanks for joining us uh, today on the programme. Uh, you're a young singer-songwriter, as we said, from uh, County Mayo, uh, but you've had some great successes as well. Yes, yeah. I absolutely love singing and songwriting. I've been writing from a young age, so um, it's kind of paying off now, I suppose. Um, so I, in 2018, I got to the semi-finals in Junior Eurovision, and that was with my own song written in Irish and um, televised from RT Studios, which was um, a great experience. And then 20, uh, sorry, in, during lockdown, then myself and my friend Hope Gillespie, we won a um, national songwriting competition set up by Inspiring New Ireland, um, with the um, uplifting song that we wrote ourselves, and as part of the prize, the renowned Damien Dempsey came to our school and um, you know, we sang together and wrote songs so it was it was 
brilliant experience. And can I ask you, was, was music in the house when you were growing up or is it just something that you just loved? Um, Like my parents, they would have been kind of musical, but not really. Like um, I kind of just, I was always put on the karaoke versions and belting out in the sitting room. So I kind of didn't got myself here in a way. Yeah. And once you finish secondary school, now you're in Dublin. Um, this morning we're talking to you in Dublin. You're you're studying music in Dublin. So you've you've yeah. taken that big step to make music your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was kind of the. I didn't know what route to take if I wanted to go real academic route or whatever. But there was just something about music. I had to do it, you know. So I'm I'm in BIM at the moment in studying um, vocals. So yeah, I'm loving it so far. And when you're studying like that, then can you, can you perform as well? Could you perform in Dublin or Castlebar or Galway? Or can you continue to perform during that uh, education process? Yeah, you can. Um, really, they, they would love for you to perform as much as you can get as much experience because um, obviously you just get better. And um, it's all about putting yourself out there and getting... We kind of we create a band here now. So I have um, cello player and um, bass and guitars so it's I'm kind of creating my sound as I go and it's it's all working out so I'm happy with it yeah and is there a genre or a performer or somebody that you would try and base yourself on Ashley Malarkey and um, I would definitely look to Dermot Kennedy Enya Hosier Taylor Swift that those sort of artists um for inspiration and I can almost hear definitely sounds in Dermot Kennedy coming out and um, and obviously lyrically then it's um, I write about real life experiences and um, just well beautiful experiences as well and um, be that good or bad and um, yeah I just try to put it all into the music and see what people take from it then. I'm fascinated by how people can actually write a piece of music and start just with a pen, piece of paper or computer or tablet or otherwise and then this beautiful composition comes out It's um, mm-hmm. at the very end but the amount of work that goes from that day one to getting it onto radio stations or elsewhere as well it, it's a long old journey so it is but the amount of work that goes into it is huge Oh, it is, yeah. Um, obviously, there's a lot in writing the song and then production is another side of it altogether. And that's another stream that you can do on our course. But um, yeah, it's to get into the studio then and um, get onto this distribution platforms and out it goes and just send it off to, I suppose, the radio stations. And then, yeah, you're Trying just... Trying to hear play. Yes, then, yeah, that's it. Uh, and again, it's important that you're putting food on the table as well. And the music industry can be quite slow or else you could get a very good break like you've got so far and you could you could make money at an early age. That's it, yeah. Um, I suppose, like, it, it is tough, you know, just sticking at it. and Because um, there's definitely times you're like, Jesus, will, will I even get anywhere with this? But... Um, once you start seeing results, I think that that's what drives you on a bit. But so you're so young that you've so much ahead of you. You've achieved so much um, going back to younger days and uh, the Eurovision and that. And again, the, the song that you wrote uh, and worked with indeed with Hope Gillespie. You've achieved so much at a very early age that you really are destined for huge things if you can stay on the track and stack. You need a few breaks along the way. You do, definitely. A few lucky breaks. I think the more you know, the luckier you get. And 
that sort of stuff. But yeah. um, I think it's um, definitely um, hard work is obviously the key. And um, yeah, I think if you love it, um, that's another part of it, obviously, because you're not going to continue with it if you don't love it. So No, you um, have as we say here, you have to have the great growth for it and you just have to keep at it day in, day out. And I think the fact that you're studying it and you're with like-minded people, creative people around you, uh, I think it's I think it's wonderful to be in that environment rather than being at home doing, say, law or otherwise in University of Galway or whatever, doesn't matter what you were doing, and trying to do music on the side. You've just thrown yourself in the deep end. Exactly. Like I'm glad I chose and, and just made the decision to to do it. Um, because everyone here is now like such it's such a great level of talent, you know, and everyone's in the one place. So you've access to so many people. If it's a business student or drummer or um, a backing vocalist, you know, they're all here, and you just ask them, and then you can get the gig sorted. Mm. So it's brilliant. Do you know what, and we're going to um, play shortly indeed, uh, Rome by Dermot Kennedy, your version of it. Um, but as you look around the tutorials and the, the lecture halls and all of that today, you know, the majority of the people there will stay with music, but you could have some great successes. But actually, Malarkey, you could be the big next big name coming out there. Ah, uh, well, um, obviously that's the dream. I'd, I'd love to perform in... Um, stadia worldwide but I'm going to obviously work up up the ladder um, and see what happens yeah well it's important that you do and you seem to have loads of energy and from talking to those that know you uh, you're very determined so you could be and please God you will be Ashley Malarkey and uh, the big and uh, the next big name coming out of uh, music so well done to you uh, enjoy enjoy your career enjoy um Studying it as well as city because you're immersed in it and uh, with it, it's uh, wonderful. We're going to take your version indeed of Rome by Dermot Kennedy. And uh, thanks for joining us this morning. Robin, thanks so much for having me on, Keith.
all the time absolutely beautiful I must say further details can be had you can google Ashley Malarkey I know she's in Castle Bar right you know, the near, near future also there you go Ashley Malarkey there that uh, beautiful piece of uh, music well done to her congratulations what a lovely lovely bit of music uh, from there Again, somebody just uh, called. What about the uh, free skin event? It's in Mohan's Pharmacy, so it is. And if you want to get further details, give uh, Louise Restra a call. And it's all free of charge. And it's taking place this coming Thursday from 10 to 1 o'clock. And further details can be had on 091-524-980. That is it for today. We're back with you. Tomorrow morning, live from Studio One, just after the 9 o'clock news. Somebody just sent in a text, Keith. What's good for diverticulitis pain? I would suggest strongly that you contact your GP if you have a pain with diverticulitis and uh, touch your GP. Don't go anywhere else. Just touch your GP. Talk to them and see from there. And don't let it fester, pardon the pun, but do touch your GP. That is it for today. John Morley produced. Thank you to Fiona who took your comments from you, Sir Keith Finnegan, and all the crew will be taught you live from Studio One tomorrow morning, just after the nine o'clock news. Have a good and a very safe Tuesday. And let's hope the fine weather comes fairly quickly. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.